You are listening to the Refresher Ladies Podcast. I'm Angie Christensen, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's lesson. Join me and occasional guest speakers as we dive into God's Word to be challenged and refreshed. It's great to have you join me again, and now we're here for part two of Lemonade. So we were talking about Esther and the lemons that are given in our life to us. Um, You know, there's so many things that we've got to keep in mind um, how good God is, even though lemons come our way. Again, what are we going to do with them? And you might even be saying, I don't even know, Miss Angie, how can I do anything with them? Uh, What can I do to make a difference for someone else? Make a difference for my life? I can't even see straight. Uh, There's so many things that we've got to, you know, stop, pause, maybe take our eyes off of ourselves, even in the midst of pain or sorrow that we're dealing with. Um, Second Corinthians seven, verse 13 says, therefore we were comforted in your comfort. Yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus because his spirit was refreshed by you all. That is such an excellent verse. Just amazing. Um, just example to us that we've got to see who can I help around us? Maybe God brought this to my life so that I could encourage and lift someone else up. Um, I wanted to just tell you briefly about another lemon that came to my life. Um, It was just about one year later after that um, trigeminal neuralgia diagnosis that I was helping out with our church vacation Bible school, which I absolutely love. And it came to Thursday of that week and I collapsed and fell and I had been having a lower backache and I just couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. So I had to pause and have someone else take the class. My husband took me to the hospital and we waited. You know how hospitals and ER visits can go. And when I finally had a doctor come in, he came in without, you know, doing any tests or anything, just, you know, reading my chart. And he said, "Um, you just have a backache everybody's got a backache. If I did uh, images and tests on everybody who had a backache, I'd never get anything done around here. Go home and ice it and take some Tylenol and ibuprofen. So that's about all that I got. And we went home and it was one of those things that I knew my back was killing me. And then I thought, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was just a bizarre fluke that happened. So we go home, I rest that night. And of course, knowing that the last night on Friday of EVS was that day, I did my best and got to there and got through about halfway. And yet again, I fell and this time was much worse. Uh, I just absolutely couldn't walk, couldn't function. So they rushed me to the hospital and right away the nurse said, they didn't do anything for you. Uh, I can clearly see just from your blood pressure and the state that you're in that something is definitely wrong. So um, they whisked me up to go get MRIs and x-rays in the works. And instead of um, going back to the ER, they send me up to a hospital room and admit me. And by this time, it's very late in the evening. And my husband and I looked at each other and we thought, this is potentially not good because nobody's telling us anything, but I'm admitted. So after hours pass, a doctor comes in who was a neurosurgeon. And he said, what did you do? He said, I didn't look at your chart and see who you were or anything about you. I just was sent these images of your back. And he said, I thought it was a horrific car accident or some worker of construction for 30 years. And he said, your back is just so messed up. 
and I said, I, I didn't really do anything. I've had a lower back ache and um, to this day, we still can't figure out. There was no one instance that um, caused or can we, you know, pinpoint uh, what happened to my back. But he said, I just have to say, you're already paralyzed and I'm going to go in and do my best with the surgery to try to clean it up. But you mentally have to be prepared now to come out of this surgery, um, possibly never walking again, being wheelchair bound and a lot of other complications. And so, um, he said, we're going to get everything ready and we'll, you know, do surgery, you know, in a little bit. So he left and I looked over at my husband my kids had been sitting in the background on a little couch and they were, oh, I don't know, maybe ages four to 12. And they had heard that and the doctor probably didn't realize they were in there. And, you know, with tears that started to come down my face, it was just the Lord that put it in my heart. But I looked at my husband and I said, we're not going to let this ruin us. And uh, I remembered that my husband had chosen through the Lord leading him that year, our church's uh, theme, one word, which was rejoice. And I said, honey, let's rejoice through this. We don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I don't want our whole our whole family and everything to just fall apart. Let's ask God to, you know, strengthen us and bring us through it. Well, um, several surgeries later, um, it's a much longer story than we have time to tell. But in the, after living in hospital and rehab for weeks on end, um, I, I, I potentially really was never going to walk again, but the Lord really just miraculously touched me. And I had, I still have a lot of back issues, but now after pins and screws and plates, um, my back's held together and I can walk. So it, it really is a miracle. Um, I deal with pain 24 seven because of it and don't know when, you know, my back will give out again, but that was a lemon ladies that I didn't ask for. Um, to this day, doctors and everybody can't figure out how or why I even got it. But I really believe one of the reasons I truly believe is really working with ladies and, you know, having something in my life that really over the years now has gotten to my spirit at times. You get weary of the pain. You get weary of not sleeping. You get weary of medicines and treatments and therapies and it's still there. You know, I can sit down with the lady that's hurting and say, I don't know how you feel. I'm not in your situation, but I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like right now to know a week from today, I'm going to hurt that a year from right now on a Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to hurt. And I'm no hero at all, but I really believe the Lord humbled me to give me some more, um, compassion and empathy and just, um, you know, allowing me to help work with ladies that I'm not just a hero, victory, victorious story, but yet I've used the life of Esther and the word of God to try my hardest for it not to completely ruin my spirit. I don't want to be not only given a lemon, but I turned into a lemon because of it. You know, that victim mentality. And I look at Esther and that's how she was. She did not become a victim because of all these lemons that came in her life. Um, another lemon that came to my life six months after my, um, one of my largest, biggest uh, back surgeries was breast cancer. And maybe while you're listening to it, you know maybe you've walked that same path. And thankfully for me, they've been able to do multiple surgeries and remove a lot of you know different cancerous cells and things that you know were trying to grow. Um, but to this day, all three of those lemons, the trigeminal neuralgia, 
the um, the back issues and disc issues and even this cancer growth I still deal with it years later every month I have to go check up for my head and my back every six months I get major testing for the cancer and ladies again this please don't take this whole um, devotional and study and walk away just thinking about all these things I never ever wanted to be that sob story of all these different conditions and things that have happened to you but when it is given to you what do you do with it here's some thoughts that I kind of studied and took from again the life of Esther um, keep calm and pray first Thessalonians 5:17 is excellent you know praying has a way to relax you to kind of calm you down to put things into perspective another one number two keep calm and read the word two calming scriptures for me are psalm 61 and 91 very excellent i challenge you to even memorize some verses out of them or the whole chapters number three keep calm and fellowship first john 1 3 says that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. The next verse, in these things write we unto you that your joy might or may be full. You know, you can't rejoice if you first didn't have joy and joy only comes from the Lord. We've got to remember that. We've got to study it. We've got to, you know, be in the word, asking God to help not allow the lemons in my life to just sour and even destroy my spirit. Number four, keep calm and have faith. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, we've got to keep in mind that God is there, even in the times when you feel like he isn't. You feel like you have, can't hear from him or don't hear from him or he's not you know, hearing from you. Just remember, God is always there. He is just a prayer away. Number five, keep calm and sing. Uh, singing is a way to just lift your spirits. And if you feel like you can't sing, at least listen to the music of someone else singing godly music. First Chronicles 16.23 says, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. The next verse, 24, says, Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. Singing is so healthy and even healing. The next two, six and seven points. Keep calm and laugh and keep calm and cry. You're like, what in the world, Miss Angie? You know, two opposites. They've done scientific studies and they say two of the most healing things you can do for um, your spirit, even for physical ailments, for discouragement, are to have a really good laugh and a really good cry. They say it is so cleansing and amazing for the human body. The next one, number eight, keep calm and serve others. Luke 2.37 says, And she was a widow of about four score and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. We've got to serve others, ladies. And as hard as it is with something, you know, physically wrong, uh, we need to pray and we need to ask God for help. But it is so healing to minister to others. Number nine, keep calm and deal with the problem. If we just sweep it under the rug, 
it's going to manifest itself bigger and bigger and bigger before we know it and even have an implosion or explosion in our lives. Number 10, keep calm and carry on. Remember that our hope is in the Lord. Ladies, the first lesson where I talked about that lemon can just sour us if that's all we do with it, these lemons in life. But if we take the lemon that was given to us and a little bit of water, which represents the Holy Spirit, you know, asking him every day to help you. And then add a little bit of sugar, which would represent the word of God. You know, Psalm 9, 19, 8 to 10 and 14, talking about, you know, sweeter also than honey, um, using the word of God to help us. If we were to mix those three things together, some lemon, some water, and some sugar, instead of myself souring, you know, that, that lemon juice on myself and to a friend and souring her and souring somewhere else, I could take these three things, stir them together, ask God to help me be a blessing, make me a blessing and make some lemonade out of that lemon. I could be refreshed myself. Then I can pour my friend a glass, refresh her, another friend. You know, there's nothing like being around someone who sours your spirit and you walk away and you, you know, you name the friend to another person and you immediately can go, oh boy, oh, I'm sorry. You spent time with her. You know, it must've been rough. Um, you don't ever want to be that friend. But we also know those friends that we walked away so refreshed, we wanted to go tell someone else and, you know, praise them or, you know, talk good about them because it was so encouraging. May we take the lemons that we're given in life, just like Esther did, and turn the situation into a positive thing that in her case, she not only um, saved a few people, she saved to help save a whole nation. God used her in a great and mighty way. I'm going to give you um, a couple more scriptures. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to write down. Um, look some of these up on your own and study this a little bit deeper. Um, talking about the Holy Spirit being a comforter to us, which is John 14, 26. Just an excellent uh, reminder of the asset we have in the Holy Spirit. And then that living water of John 4, 10. Uh, I've given you a bunch of scriptures, ladies, and, you know, a lot of things to think about. And instead of walking away thinking about, you know, some of the stories I told you or my lemons, you know, it's definitely not, a, oh, woe is me. Because to this day, even though I don't want to go back and relive some of the, the things that I told you about, I'm still living them today. And you know what? You can get to a point where you thank the Lord for some lemons in your life because they help change you for the better. Maybe you can see where you've used them to help someone else. And things would, you would not have progressed and held, you know, the Lord's hand and walk through things as you had if they had never come to your life. So ladies, I challenge you for those lemons that have come to your life, thank the Lord for them. Ask him to help you to, um, you know, change your life, but also be a blessing to someone else because of these um, trials and things that have come to your life. But, you know, make some lemonade, sweeten your own spirit because of that lemon in your life. And then use that to go sweeten someone else's spirit. Don't become a victim. The word of God never advocates us becoming a victim. Things are brought to our lives to change us, to make us better and bring us closer to God. So ladies, I hope this lesson helped you that uh, you're able to walk away and make some changes to uh, maybe even the way you look at these things in your life. But decide today to, you know, keep calm about the situation, 
ask for the Lord's help and make some lemonade to refresh yourself and others. Thank you very much, ladies. Thank you for joining me today for our Refresher Ladies Podcast. I hope that you have been blessed and will go about your day with rejoicing. For more information or any questions, you can find our ministry online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.